You're listening to Ocean Currents, a podcast brought to you by NOAA's Cordell Bank National Marine Sanctuary. This show was originally broadcast on KWMR in Point Reyes Station, California. Thanks for listening. Jennifer Stock. So we're going to transition here to talk a bit with Mary Jane Schramm. Thanks for calling in today um, to Ocean Currents. And we only have about 10 minutes or so, but I know there's always lots to talk about. And Mary Jane Schramm is the media liaison with the Greater Farallons National Marine Sanctuary, which is the sanctuary right off the coast here of Point Reyes, right along the coast, all the way up from Marin County up to Point Arena. And Mary Jane, there's lots going on. Why don't we start with um, talking about the public comment period that's open right now for both Greater Farallons and Cordell Bank National Marine Sanctuary. Okay. Well, what is happening is um, scoping is starting. The process of scoping is a uh, process of obtaining input from citizens and groups who have a stake in an issue. And in this particular case, the... Coast Guard has requested of NOAA, that's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which we just refer to as NOAA, um, that they be exempted from discharge regulations that the sanctuary has put in place. And this is just for two vessels that um, ordinarily are um, patrolling within the sanctuary and carrying out exercises. The exemption would apply to all U.S. Coast Guard vessels um, in these areas, the Cordell and Farallon's Marine Sanctuaries. But um, they're, they're really the two vessels that are the standard vessels that are here at, at all times. So um, what we want to do is we're going to be holding public meetings um, in addition to taking comments in writing from people who have concerns about the issue of discharge and what would be going into the water. And these are for activities that the Coast Guard is already carrying out um, in order to maintain, to do their work, as well as to do exercises and trainings to maintain mission preparedness. So they're asking permission to discharge untreated vessel sewage and vessel gray water that does not meet the definition of clean as defined by the Federal Water Pollution Control Act. And then also residue from ammunition and pyrotechnics, which would be flares, materials that are used in training exercises for either use of force, should that be necessary, but also for search and rescue activities. So those are um, important parts of the core U.S. Coast Guard mission. And, again, they're all activities currently being done within the sanctuaries and adjacent waters as well. Um, And we should note that in addition to the traditional Coast Guard activities, the Coast Guard also assists the sanctuaries in enforcement of sanctuary regulations. So there is a direct tie-in to the sanctuary's mission of resource protection here. And we're just talking about two vessels in the, the sanctuaries off the coast here that we're looking at getting on comments on. Basis, on a regular basis. There could be other Coast Guard vessels in the area, and the exception to the regs would also apply to them. But what we're looking at on a regular basis would be a 200-foot buoy tender and a smaller vessel, much smaller vessel. And um, so there aren't going to be that many personnel aboard. Technically, it is illegal to discharge 
into the marine sanctuary without bringing the discharge up to a certain rate of, you know, purity. Um, but currently, they don't have the facilities on these two vessels to fully treat the sewage and such, and they also don't have tank holding capacities to wait till they get back to shore to a pumping station. Um, eventually, these vessels will be replaced with other vessels, which either do have sewage treatment capabilities or larger um, holding capacity. But for the time being, this discharge exemption is being sought after. Okay. So what uh, the public scoping meetings are coming up actually next week. Can you talk about um, the ones that are happening around Marin County, I guess, specifically, and also mm-hmm. how to comment online? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'll get to the locations and the dates. So this will be three uh, consecutive days of uh, meetings in the evening, and all these meetings will run from 6 to 7 p.m., so the first one coming up is Tuesday, May 10th, and that will be at the San Francisco Bay Model, which some people also know as the Army Corps of Engineers building, at 2100 Bridgeway in Sausalito. Then on Wednesday, May 11th, it will be up at the Bodega uh, Fire Department, and that's at 510 Highway 1 in Bodega Bay. And then on Thursday, May 12th, we'll be heading further north and we'll be meeting at the Wallala Community Center, 47950 Center Street in Wallala. Excellent. And the format for the meetings are, will there be a a little overview presented at the beginning of the meeting around 6 o'clock before opening up for comments? Mm -hmm. Yes. Sanctuary Superintendents Ann Howard of Cordell Bank and Maria Brown We'll present in greater detail than what we're going over here um, what the meetings are about, what the objectives are. So really what we want to do is um, at those meetings, we'll ask that people give us their concerns, their suggestions, or other comments, either in writing, and they can hand them to us at the meeting, or send them if you want to send hard copy or email, um, or give their concerns and comments verbally. So due to time limitations, since it's just 6 to 7 p.m., Verbal comments may be limited in length depending on how many people apply for um, verbal public comment at each meeting. So what we do request is that if several people have the same questions or concerns, it's a better use of time and still an opportunity to get your opinion out there to combine your statements with other statements if you know of other folks who essentially have the same concerns. Remember, it's not a voting meeting where greater emphasis is going to be determined by a show of numbers. Rather, it's our way of reaching out to the community for ideas. So what we want to see at the end of the scoping period, and the public scoping goes through May 31st this year, is a range of pros and cons and possible suggested alternatives. Excellent. And is it easy to find online? I'm assuming you have a link from the Greater Farallons website at this point. We have a very lengthy, well, you can go directly to the Farallon website, which is um, www.farallon.gov, G-O-V, and Farallons is spelled F-A-R-A-L-L-O-N-E-S dot G-O-V, as in Victor. And from there, you can click on the um, all the details, the notice of intent, as well as other details regarding the discharge issue. Excellent. So folks can go to farallons.noaa.gov 
to get information about this, this scoping meeting, some background information, the Federal Register notice, and a link to actually comment using the regulations.gov website. That's great. Exactly. Okay, so that's coming up next week, folks. So if you're interested in this, please get on that issue right now to learn more about it. So what else is going on? We had crab season open up um, just a bit of a late start with the Demoic acid outbreak, and I understand there's already been some commingling with uh, humpback whales. That hasn't been so good for the whales. No, nor for the crabbers, frankly, because that means they're losing valuable gear. Um, the crab season, because of the Demoic acid outbreak, got started roughly four and a half months later than usual, which was really tragic, and it, it has dealt a heavy blow economically to the fishing community. Um, so now there is quite a bit of effort to try and make up as much as possible for those lost months. And unfortunately, this is coinciding with a time when we have humpback whales and gray whales, both species, in the area. And um, I am part of the Large Whale Disentanglement Network that um, is part of NOAA. And so I've been getting the regular reports and um, on the rescue attempts and or just, you know, entanglement sightings. And unfortunately, we have not been able to um, disentangle more than the one whale just recently, but we've had as many as seven reports of entangled whales within a 10-day period just in the last few weeks. Um, in one case, the whale entangled was already dead. Um, and in another case, one of the sightings was part of a dead whale. So uh, it's pretty sad. What we do want people to keep in mind is that uh, it's normal for the whales to be in this area. Um, and when there are human activities happening and co-located at the same time and place with wildlife, um, there are always going to be some interactions, some tragic interactions for the whales primarily. But there is a whale rescue line, and there there are specific um, people who are authorized and trained to respond to whale entanglement reports. And we want people to keep in mind, especially if you happen to be a boater and are on the water, that you must be acting under this federal permit in order to do anything. Um, you can still play a role in a rescue by standing by, but for any attempts to disentangle mental whale, um, call 1877-SOS-WHALE, W-H-A-L, and that translates to 1877-767-9425, and that will get you directly in touch at the 24-hour hotline and that will get you in touch with the folks who are licensed and trained in whale disentanglement. It can be a dangerous procedure for people and for the whales. Excellent. And sometimes, sometimes, frankly, the whales manage to disentangle themselves, and thank goodness for that. Yeah, well, for folks that are out here, maybe out at the lighthouse or along the beaches or getting out on their boat, that's good information to pass along to report if you see a whale entangled. 877-SOS-WHALE, and hopefully at the conclusion of the season, those crab pots can come out so we can minimize exposure. That's always a bit of an issue going on. Um, we just have about one minute left. Any other pieces you want to share with us about what's happening in the sanctuary? Sure. Okay. It's um, also, because it's springtime, it's harbor seal pupping season. We want folks to be aware that if they find what appears to be an abandoned seal pup on the beach, 
please don't undertake to rescue it yourself. Call the Marine Mammal Center at 289-SEAL-SEAL and report it to them. They'll send somebody out to scope out the situation and potentially respond that mom might be fishing just a short distance away, and they're very good at keeping hidden. So you might not ever see the mom, but the pup might be just there while she's out feeding herself and ready to come back and nurse it as soon as the people go away. And others, um, humpback whales, uh, we had a humpback whale stray in the San Francisco Bay just this last Thursday. I was watching it from my office, believe it or not. Um, so this is a time when we have gray whales primarily, but occasionally humpbacks wander into San Francisco Bay and Tomales Bay. And so if that's the case, please stay a distance of at least 300 feet away. Never get between a female and her young calf. And spring is the season when we do see females with their calves most regularly. But they need their space. Thank you, MJ. We're out of time. And the number for the Marine Mammal Center to call if they are concerned. Okay, that's 289-7325 or 289-SEAL. 289-SEAL, and that's area code 415. Excellent. Well, Mary Jane, thank you so much for calling in and giving, giving us an update. Well, it was great to be on the air with you today. All right, you've been listening to Ocean Currents today here on KWMR. Thanks for tuning in. Ocean Currents is always the first Monday of every month. And I love hearing from listeners. You can email me at cordellbank at noaa.gov for any topics, questions, comments, um, things you want to hear about in the future. But we are out of time here. This has been Ocean Currents here on Community Radio for West Marine, KWMR. Have a great afternoon. For listening to Ocean Currents. This show is brought to you by NOAA's Cordell Bank National Marine Sanctuary on West Marine Community Radio KWMR. Views expressed by guests on this program may or may not be that of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and are meant to be educational in nature. To contact the show's host, Jennifer Stock, email me at jennifer.stock at noaa.gov. To learn more about Cordell Bank National Marine Sanctuary, go to cordellbank.noaa.gov.